Hello everyone, this is Alex here at the Enhancing Life Podcast, episode number 30. Today, I wanted to talk about family relationships and living in the end. So, the concept of living in the end, let's just start there, is all about living thinking, being, everything is just all about the end result that you want. It's really leaning towards that. So if you find yourself worrying about the future, if you find yourself worrying about the past, really the solution mentally is living in the end. It's responding to your reality in a way where you're able to imagine what you want and visualize it and and feel it to to the extent where you're creating something mentally that has never been there before. And at the same time, you're sort of using um, the same kind of pattern of thinking that you practice, but you're doing it in a way that's sort of geared towards... um, connecting the dots backwards from what you want, what you're thinking about, the end, towards where you are now. And it, it's it's backwards. So it's like it seems like the opposite. It seems like it's like but but actually um it is the opposite in one way and but in another sense it's actually the same thing but backwards. That's the only difference. So I also wanted to talk about family relationships um, and relationships in general. I think those subjects are really interesting um, and I haven't touched upon it uh, a whole lot in the past. So yeah, let's jump right into it. So have you ever noticed how your circumstances weren't changing and uh, neither were your beliefs and said, you know, it hasn't changed, so I guess I got to change. A lot of people develop these prohibitions against acting. A useful question to ask yourself is, does this feel good in a way? Just to be able to know, like, you're wanting to change. You, you, you're not changing because you, you hate the place that you're at. And that's the main focus. It's it's where you're going. It's like, because of this, I want this that's better. And I've been thinking about the better thing, you know, significantly more than the thing where I am at right now that I hate, that I don't want. It feels good to do something. You know, it felt good to actually do something. You know, if you look in the past, instead of not doing anything, like I find that a lot of people find themselves in a place like this because they may be following some teachings that are made for a whole other generation. Like ones that, you know, the main goal is to find a way to relax. Some of the time, one of the best ways to feel better is to do something, which is almost like, the connection between anxiety and ex- excitement it's like you know you're not necessarily relaxed you're you're actually doing something that feels good to you and um sometimes it doesn't feel 
you know, perfect. Um, usually it doesn't feel perfect, but it feels like you, know, you want to do something. There's some fuel there and it's, it's using the negative experience, the f- experience that is unfamiliar. It's using that to fuel you forward. Some of the time, um, yeah, one of the best ways to feel better is to do something that would feel good to have done. So once you finish it, you know, which which often is some version of something that has some kind of beginning and end. So it's complete. Have you ever felt the difference between trying to force yourself to do something and just trying, just starting it and not really making it complete or completing it in a place that felt you know satisfying to you like there's there's a difference right like like putting a a time measurement like for example you say okay i'll do this behavior action task or activity for like 25 minutes i'll probably get at least a couple small things complete in that time and that'll be good enough for now if you're a millennial or a generation similar around the same time, you'd probably see the difference between the baby boomers and your own generation that you grew up in. Perhaps maybe you were coddled a little bit. Maybe you've had infinite distractions, watch a lot of TV or video games. And so for late millennials who still live at home and similar circumstances like that, parents, particularly but not exclusively mothers, when you're at home or the home you grew up in, they know where you are. They know what you're doing. They don't have to worry about you. It's easier for them when you're at home. And if they have their own problems and insecurities mixed in with the love that they have for you, a connection, you know, the part that's good, things can get complicated. You know, more complicated than they need to be. A lot more. You know, things things can get out of hand. So your problem isn't what they are doing, necessarily. Your problem is that you're there letting them treat you that way. You decided to go from your new independent life, if you're fully independent and you're your own person, back to a place where things may have been very different and may not have been different in a very good way. And parents don't have to be bad people for you to notice this and about them and for you know them not to understand. If you happen to be someone who is in close contact with family members who you don't get along with, whether you still live at home or they live closer to you than you prefer, you'll be better off in the long run if you embrace the challenges your current situation is facing with. Facing you with. If you were to move to a different place because of the environment or the people in it, like for instance, if someone moves out from a breakup with their partner or if someone perhaps moves out of their parents' house, it's likely that they will carry with them the beliefs and behaviors that gave rise to 
and evoked the particular behavior and responses of the people in the environments that they left behind. <clears throat> if you try to avoid something like behaviors and responses of other people, you will end up with other people with similar behaviors, beliefs, and responses unless you were to change and become aware of your own beliefs, behaviors, and responses to those particular situations. If you are in an argument with one or both of your parents and you thought about the possibility that you could be you know, one or 200 useful responses away from being completely free from their unconscious influence on you, wouldn't you be waiting for them to respond in an irritating manner so that you can respond in a useful manner? Like to it? If you start counting the responses, perhaps you could journal them, you know, with dates and, you know, come to some kind of measurement. Because measure, what you measure, you improve, right? So, like, what if you 15 times said no, you declined invitations from your mother, father, siblings, extended family members, you know, to get upset, irritated or angry or any kind of low negative emotion or to, let's say, use, use their behavior as an excuse to be oppressed or incapable of doing what you want to do, do you think that you would benefit 15 instances of that? Like from 15 times of just responding in a different way? I think so. A lot. And it doesn't have to be a 15 in a row. It can even be 15 in the history of your life or, or one month or one week, whatever. It, you don't have to say a specific thing to them. So they won't even know what you're doing. It's, it's all in your mind, right? Because it's, it's more to do with what you're doing in your head. It's a verb. It's, it's something you're doing. And when you change that thing that you're doing, it can become automatic after a while. And it become, can become a habit. And eventually, you know how they say uh, old habits die hard? Well, well new habits come on strong if, if you have enough conviction and enough determination. Just think about how good it will feel to notice the particular situation where you usually would try to persuade or teach or convey an important message to people you care about, but are probably the hardest to try to get them to understand you. But instead, you say you saw it as an opportunity to teach yourself something. Perhaps, and therefore created an opportunity to see in retrospect that you provided them with an example of a person who doesn't respond in the same old ways. After all, these other times, you're, you're a, a guy or a girl who now responds differently. Different from how you usually respond or from perhaps any other way that you've ever responded. And that's a good feeling to know that, you know, like after so many times, it's like you, you can use the fact that it ha has happened so many times as a as a as fuel because like, oh, even after all those times and you thought it was even close to impossible, you were able to still show yourself. 
that you could change the way you respond in, in that particular kind of situation. In this process, you are creating your internal environment you know, in, inside your, your mind. And people tend to respond better to people who respond better to them. Like if a f- I feel awkward and I decide I don't want to feel that way anymore and I'd rather just relax, I will tend to evoke that response in others in my environment. And so the main idea is that a particular individual creates a particular kind of environment, not the other way around. In other words, seek first to understand yourself. You are much more likely to understand others in your environment and then likely be understood. This can be understood in an, an, an analogy of, of a circle. Like if you continue to try to avoid something, like avoid your feelings about people, avoid the way you feel when you're around them, you'll always eventually end up right where you started. And sometimes, sometimes the feelings, just they're going to come up and it's just good to be aware of them. And then you can do something about them. Um, other times, like the, there is, a, there is some value in just maintaining a certain proximity from certain people. Um, and that's that's another thing to to keep in, uh, you know, to consider. It would feel bad to end a relationship with someone who wants to be happy or do what might be important for them to do instead of being with you or doing what you want them to do. But it feels much worse to be the reason they stayed with you when they were happy doing something else that's more important to them. So that's everything I wanted to share today. Um, If you have any questions, you could just send me them on on anchor.com. And... Yeah, thanks for listening.